tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock. 301 on your Tuesday afternoon edition of the show. You know, normally this would be the next to last day, the month of February, but it is a leap year. So we get the extra day. Friday will be the first day of March. The madness will be upon us. Houston Crest, Bear, good afternoon. How are you guys? Hello. Hello. Excellent. <laughs> Fair to Midland. <laughs> you can expand a little bit if you wish. I got a little worried about the podcast, but yeah. it's, it's good now. We're cooking. Was it the weird hum that in the background? I can only hear it if I turn the headphones up. Oh my God! There's like a weird thing to it in there too. All right. Well, we won't That's do that. That's we're getting we'll all new equipment. Burning the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios to the ground. Burn the ships. It's like Cortez said. We burn the ships, so there is no option to return. Looking forward to it, man. We were over there today. Have you seen these new lights that uh, Baskerville got us, Bear? No. What Boilermaker Bob get us? How would you describe it? It's like a glowing orb yeah. that hangs from the – and it's very – you know, like these lights that we have in here are blinding and headache-inducing. These lights that Bob has, it, it's like a, a warm cloud. It's like a just, hug. Does that mean I'm going to – we're not going to have the fluorescence above my, my workstation? I think so. We're getting another one of those to see if they can brighten up the back enough. It's a work in progress. All right. We, we want us all to make – they, they want to make us all look good. People have been wondering, where is the, the video stream? The video stream has been gone. We've moved some of the camera equipment and stuff over to the new White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. And uh, so we, we have no video anymore. It's just Which audio. Unfortunate, because I would have loved to have had a, shown you guys the uh, screenshot of your guys' faces when Adam Sparks said, <laughs> I would be surprised if we don't still get a notice of allegations. Uh, you might... Uh, You'll just have to remember it in your mind's eye. But uh, no, we we're doing it without. We'll have the video at the at the new place. You'll be glad to know, Bear. We've hired a makeup artist. For what? So you get makeup before you go into the new White Claw I mean, Hard Seltzer Studio. So I mean, you a little foundation, a little maybe a little rouge. Bring out the color hey, in your hey, eyes look, a little bit. I realize a couple of Nancy boys like you guys like. Oh, a, oh man! Like a bit of makeup. I don't need any. Don't want any. Will not be on camera. Really? You're still having a no-camera policy? No-camera policy for me, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There were things that were promised to me before I would consider being on camera. Like what? Like my wall of, uh, I need my stuff behind me. My set. 
And if they meet your demands, if new management meets your demands, then you'll allow them to put your face before our audience. I think about it. Some days I don't care. Other days I do. Well, if you had a makeup artist, I don't need a to make sure artist. that you're you're looking your best. Then I don't I don't need a little, makeup. A little dye in the goatee, maybe. Nah, nah. How do you feel about a hairpiece? No. <laughs> no on the rug. I don't know. How do you feel about a girdle to hide that gut of yours? Oh, it's not very nice. Well, what you said wasn't very nice, but here we are, Sucking Russell. It in. Got my fleece on. All you today. do is make fun, man. Make fun of me in Houston. I'm making fun. I haven't started on Houston yet. Get in time. time. <laughs> Our shirts have been ordered, Houston. Oh, the tiger, tiger tee. <laughs> Did you see him? Houston yeah. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> just remember I mean, that when you come begging. A two, two, two tiger team shirts have been ordered. Yeah. Double XL for me, XL you, for Chris. You guys are going to be wearing them. Yeah. Together. Let's you guys put it this way. Out, and then Don't I'll, I will come sit crying. Here. None of you and all the rest of your lackeys. None of you all come crying to me in Houston when something's mean. when something's screwed up and you guys can't figure it out. Who are my lackeys? Pretty much. Uh, let's see. You got Jake, Marcus, uh, Reed, Bob. We take Sam. So and Tucker. Ev- everybody, everybody, but Houston. But Sam, everybody but Houston, Sam, and Tucker. Sam and Tucker are not my lackeys? I no, feel Tucker, I feel like Tucker's my biggest lackey. If I have a lackey, it's Tucker Harlan. Uh-uh. No? I recruited, uh, like Joey Peeps, I recruited Tucker, <laughs> brought him in, groomed him, got him ready for the big time. And Sam, Sam just, Sam, yeah. Houston, you're not my lackey? What is the definition of lackey? Hold on, I'll look it up for you. I'm going to go with probably not. Oh, he informed me earlier that he was our boss. Feels like, uh, who, me? Yeah. I believe the term was overlord, but. I thought it was about to say. I'm going to go with lackey as guy who does whatever you tell him to. Hmm. <laughs> going to have to think about that one, Russ. Not sure if I'm a Russ lackey. No. You're not. Okay. You're on the Tiger team. A servant, especially a. I can't see without my glasses. You don't see servants anymore. Do people have servants? No, the gentleman's gentleman has gone the way of the dodo. Yeah, it's a servant. Uh, A liveried footman or a manservant? (laughs) Manservant. You expect us to behave in a servile way towards you, sir, and that's not going to happen. No. No, sadly it is not. And if something's screwed up over there, don't come knocking on the Tiger Team's door (laughs) because we ain't answering. Tiger Team! Tiger team. I don't know about My Houston. My thing's got a buzz on it. How many calls and texts do you average a week from other folks that work here at the station? Desperately trying to I figure out I had to help Sam out? through an issue with the uh, the computer this morning. Yeah. So you, they, don't, you don't get those calls, do you? No, they go to the Ever, Tiger team. Or <laughs> <laughs> Stately Smith Manor, whatever the hell it is you do over there. Oh. I don't like your tone, mister. Well. Well, he's not a lackey. I'm not. He's a Tiger team. A lot of people have noticed that you've been a little out of hand lately. A lot of people have noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what what I care what a lot of people think, I'll let you know, Tiger team. Wait, we got the Tiger team coming in here tomorrow night. Hey, Tiger team. 
I feel Imagine bad. That's the Tiger B team. You guys think the the Perlinistas? This is a, this is kind of a rough rough week for them. I think they were really hoping we'd struggle or maybe even have lost to A and M. So this could just be the all oh, the Barnes death march to Wednesday. Yes. Rich Bruins. But then we put together maybe the best 22, 24 minutes of basketball we've played all season. They don't know how to handle themselves. Rose pedals. Isn't Auburn five and four in their last nine? Are they really? Yeah. I think I heard that somewhere. Fell off a little bit. Tough times for the Pearlinistas. Their Lord and Savior comes here tomorrow for a 7 p.m. tip off inside Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. And. The upstart basketball balls are winners of four in a row, and the Pearl Anistas don't know what to do. Do they side with War Eagle Karen and those in the burnt orange, or will they dig out their Tennessee orange to wear to Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena? I understand they took those words off the side of the arena, they took it. They, they took it down. They are going full food city. Well, they're they're going back up. They're just going to be about a third the size yeah, above they, a double sized food city center. They ever give any thought to a serious radical makeover of the outside of the arena? I mean, if you're gonna, I don't know. I feel like anytime well, you don't they like get the a, beige, the khaki colored arena that we have straight from 1984 it's not great i think just a simple paint job would be it'd make it look so cool what silver maybe kind of or gray oh you i see what you're saying like more the futuristic stadiums what what were you thinking black black wow gray black would be very dark it's a weird shape uh, what is it uh make that almost unusable during the summer too it would absorb a lot of heat uh, they got special paint for that now. It, it's just so large. It's such do a gi- gigantic building that it's – there's real – I don't know what you do with it. I did see someone posted a uh, mock-up of checkerboarding it on the outside. <laughs> That's horrendous. <laughs> you kind of like it? <laughs> I mean, it, it'll never happen, but I – like I used to – you know that big smokestack across the street? Like if you're walking out from under Pratt, yeah. there's that big st- – I always want them to checkerboard that stack. I thought that'd be cool. Houston, is there anything that's too vol for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've worn the checkerboard overalls. We've all got a copy of the picture. That was a promo. I got asked to do it. You don't have to explain it. You've also got a picture of you in Ole Miss baseball gear. As one shirt. My buddy was a catcher. But, no, there are a couple things that are too vol for me. I'm married to Bama. You don't see me wearing any Bama stuff. Eh, it's Ole Miss baseball. You wouldn't catch me dead in it today. But you know that Smokey logo where, where Smokey's growling, the cartoon one? Yeah. Too vol. Too too much. I hate that logo. Isn't Ole Miss the first home SEC opponent this year for baseball? I know Bama's the first opponent. I've got I would, it right can, here. Can we – I I would love to get it you – It is Ole Miss. I would love March to get 22nd. you in your Ole Miss baseball shirt and just walk – parade you around Lindsey Nelson yeah. just to see what people – you know, Friday night about like, uh, about 9 p.m., just walk you all the way around the concourse yeah. and see what people say to you. You know what it'd be like? Cameras on you. Cersei walking from the Grand <laughs> yeah, set exactly. Aaron Hall, whatever Shame. It is. Shame. Uh, that shirt no longer exists, Russell. Wouldn't we, be cut dead in Ole Miss gear. I could get you a new one. Yeah, you cannot. I still can't believe that's abroad from uh, Ted Lasso. 
I haven't seen it. I don't have Apple TV. I believe the term you were looking for is actress. Actor. I don't mean that as a sexist comment. Yeah, Auburn has lost four of their last nine dating back to that game at Alabama. They lost at Mississippi State the following night, blew out Auburn, decisively beat Ole Miss on the road, beat Alabama decisively at home, uh, lost at Florida, and then blew out South Carolina. Remember that one down there? And then they lost to uh, Kentucky and beat Georgia decisively this past weekend. So they'll come in here uh, tomorrow ready to roll. Looking for – it is a big matchup, obviously. Major SEC championship implications. There's not really any – they don't really have any bad losses in there. I mean, Florida's on the – No, they're on the up and up. Yeah, they're on the come up and – uh, yeah, losing at Mississippi State, I guess we did too. So, I mean, the hump's a hard place to. Uh, you don't just roll into the hump and stroll away with the W. Isn't that where the Wildcats are at tonight? Yep, at the hump. Tough place. Let's see if they can shoot seventy percent from three in the hump. What did you say? What they've won in a row, Mississippi State? Aren't they at five in a row now? Mm-hmm. They're on a nice little stretch. Quiet, trying to get on the bubble. Or they firmly? I think they're in. It, it was close. They bounced out, but then they bounced back in, I'm pretty sure. Houston and I were debating before you got here, Bear, plan of attack versus Jonai Broom. Auburn kind of plays that four-guard lineup, kind of like we do. And you know, Do you put Adu on, on Broom, or do you put Triple J on him? If it's me, I'd probably put Triple J – and or a Waka. I definitely uh, spell Triple J with a Waka. Let him muscle him. Is yeah, that's a really underrated part of I think of, of Tobey's game is he's he's incredibly physical. You don't want to get Adu into foul trouble. Yeah, and I don't think you want to have Adu chasing him around yeah. the three point line. Mm-mm. That's what I'm not saying they're the same player, but they're used similarly. What Kobe Brown was for Missouri last year. We put Josiah on him, and they sent him to the post, and he backed him down. This is SEC championship game specifically, and it was layup after layup. Then we put a big on him, and they'd be chasing around, and he'd knock down threes. Broom can do that too. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how Barnes nightmare. plays it yeah, and what, it yeah, what Pearl does. My bigger concern, I, I don't like how the rotation's been. I don't feel like Jemai's getting enough minutes, but I think that has more to do with whatever experiment they're trying with Jordan Ganey. This feels like the kind of game where we need Mayshack. We need to oh, stop yeah. I was, somebody I was, keep people in front of him. Uh, I'm sure we'll run a couple of different guys at him, see what works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you run Mayshack at him at some point to see how it goes. you got to hope that, you know, the one thing this isn't – this is one of the not very good matchup. The one thing Zakai has trouble with is just guards that go straight at him. Looking forward to seeing how Ziegler does against Aiden Holloway. I feel like that could potentially be an advantageous matchup for us, especially at home. A veteran player and Ziegler going up against a, a freshman who's still finding his way a little bit. And yeah, a big opportunity for Tennessee to kind of put their mark on the race for the championship. Who does Alabama play? Do they play South Carolina? I uh, Am I imagining just, that? No, I just had it pulled up. They do play tomorrow night. We only got what? One game tonight? Or is it two? 
I'm I'm losing my I'm I'm losing They're track at already. They're Miss tomorrow. Feel, Alabama. I, I, I think it, I keep thinking it's Wednesday. It's Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Next Tuesday week. So, a lot to get into here this afternoon. Open up the phone lines 865-546-8200. A rare treat, perhaps. We have no guests scheduled today. Wall to wall, open lines, whatever you want to talk about. It's up for grabs this afternoon. 546-8200 is your number to get on the show. We pause for the cause. Your phone call is coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. White Claws. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. We're streaming online. Our new website, check it out, fanrunradio.com. Your free Fan Run app. Some fun stuff for you all to play with there. We've got a podcast you can listen to anywhere. You listen to podcasts, just search Fan Run, and you will find us on demand 24-7 worldwide. Yeah, we're going to go uh, open lines all show here this afternoon. I just felt in a talkative mood. Yeah. We'll sit and talk sports as men do this afternoon here on Fan Run. Let's start with one of our standbys, the mayor of South Knoxville. Please welcome Phil to the floor. Good afternoon, Phil. Where's all right, you? Hey there. How you and the boys doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? I just wait until Wednesday night. Are you, are you fired up, Phil? I mean, uh, your love affair with Bruce Pearl is well documented, goes back a long time. I mean, how, how are you handling it this year? Well, I think Tennessee got the better team, but uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce Pearl is a uh, uh, He's coming here before him, but it's been, it's been a few years back, hasn't it? Do we have an updated Bruce versus Rick record? Can uh, does somebody? I'm sure an alert listener can furnish us with that stat. I'd I say it's nine or six pearl, but I'm gonna swear to it. Okay, yeah, I feel like it's five hundred ish, maybe a little bit in Pearl's favor. But uh, I don't know. Y'all keep making fun of but Pearl. Uh, it gave us some great years here, and just because he's down there at the Powell College, I mean, he can't help it. He's getting paid handsomely down there, and trying to set up for Stephen to be the successor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad he's not here. If that's the case, man, I'll turn things over. I mean, I'm all for West High alums advancing in the world, but Stephen Pearl taking over an SEC program. You always say championship pedigree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I look at this game. Uh, I've been looking at the schedules. This Tennessee has to win this game Wednesday night, or they will not win the SEC. There's no way they're going to lose. That, they can lose this game. They're they're not going to go three and one and lose to Auburn at home. It isn't going to happen. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. If you lose you this one Auburn, and then you got to turn around on a short trip to Alabama, that's not ideal. Yeah. Now, they have a short week, too. It's not like Bama's playing tonight. But that's going to be – that's not a lot of time to kind of lick your wounds and get things right going against a very good offensive team at their place. 
And then you look at all the other people. Uh, I mean, Auburn's got if they if they win uh, tomorrow night, they're going to breeze to win the SEC championship. Look at their schedule. Oh yeah, Auburn's, Auburn's the rest of the way. Is it? Is it? I've at, heard it's easy. After us, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. And Alabama's is is fairly tough, and so is South Carolina's. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But we have to beat Auburn here, and we have to beat Kentucky here. Uh, that way, you might be in line to tie for the championship. If you know, I just don't see how we're going to win outright unless we just go four and zero. No, that's going to happen. You're a hundred percent right on Auburn. I just pulled up their schedule, Philly. They're ten and four in the league. You're eleven and three. Obviously, that matchup tomorrow night. After traveling to Tennessee tomorrow, they go Mississippi State in the jungle. If that was at sure. the hump, I'd give them a chance. At Missouri, winless in conference. <laughs> and they do host Georgia. If that game was at Georgia, I might give them a shot. But no, Georgia's no. – they're kind of trailing the wrong direction right they now, They to Georgia and Athens on Saturday. And that's it? That, that's that would it. be really oh man, that would be so frustrating to beat them tomorrow and then drop two and end up tying them and yeah. split the championship with them. Yeah, but you'd still be a number one seed because you beat Auburn head to head. Yeah, yeah. I guess I we're looking at all. I mean, I hope we go four and zero, but being realistic, I don't see it happening. No, we got the toughest. That's that's tougher than going to the, you know, to the lead eight one of those four games. Oh yeah, that's a that's a tough stretch. And I think uh, Ziegler against Auburn's uh, two point guards Donaldson and uh, uh, W mentioned his name a minute ago, the freshman Holloway. That's going to be the key matchup. Uh, Ziegler's got to outperform them because I'm afraid that they're going to get to doing foul trouble with uh, that big guy they got. Yeah, with Broom. Well, that's what Jimmy Dykes and those guys have said about Auburn. They may not have the best starting five, but they're too deep at every position. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of drop-off when they sub, whereas if Tennessee loses a do, that's a pretty big drop-off when you have to get into your second and then third big if you want to go two big lineup. But Jalen Williams is injured and ain't going to play, right? Is that the – or is he going – or is he? Uh, I, I heard he would not be back for this game. I haven't seen a recent update. And then – Kind of the wild card every time you play Auburn, Phil. What kind of performance does does Auburn get from KD Johnson? Some games he's lights out. Some games he shoots them out of the, you know, out of an opportunity to win. And he's been very streaky lately. Well, the last time he's up, last two times he's been up here, KD Johnson contributed to Tennessee's victory. Yep, yep. And hopefully he'll do it again. I mean, he's a head coach. He's either he's either really on or really off. There's no in between on the guy. Hundred percent. I guess that's about it. Uh, we got to we got to beat Auburn, though. We really do. I I I, I won't know stomach losing to to Pearl again. The, the disaster. I'm glad you're well, coming around to, to our our side and kind of let yeah. the the love affair with with Pearl go. Phil, come on over here to Team Barnes. The water is nice. Well, you can, there's always such a thing as jumping on the bandwagon. Rick Barnes goes to Final Four. I'll drink his bath water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. Mark the tape. Well, if he makes a final, they'll have nothing left. They'll have nothing. You say that. But I mean, he only wins the, it. Like, there's, only, final four? there's only one person who would still call in. Huh, who could that be? I don't know. 
I've got Pearl seven and six lifetime versus Rick Barnes. I'm looking at this thing from Dan Harrelson at Volswire that had Pearl seven and five against the Vols. No, well, he's seven and five against the Vols. I don't know. I, I need an alert listener to confirm this, but uh, seven and five before we beat them last year. Mm. So I don't know if that includes the Texas Tennessee matchups between Pearl and Barnes. Oh, yeah. It's a good How many point. of those did we have? Just two. The, I thought. No, I think there were three because okay. there was one in the NIT where the one he beat us in one of those preseason tournaments. Okay. And then Tennessee won the two regular season. Yeah, because that that game down there that was my freshman year, Bruce's first year. That was that, that was his launch. That was the win yeah. that everyone said. Ooh. Wait a minute! Yeah. And then obviously the return trip for Texas the next year was the Chris Lofton over Kevin Durant from miracle. Yeah, just I remember doing a Saturday morning radio show that day. That I guess it would have been oh five oh six when you know, Pearl's first year when we went down there. And beat Texas, a top ten Texas team in Austin, and just that morning thinking it was a not in the face game. Yeah, oh, I remember. <laughs> just, just please, uh, like let's just keep this close. Let's not get embarrassed. I think it was a noon tip on ESPN. It was, and we could not miss from long range. I mean, Lofton, Jawan, it was I think Bradshaw, and, and C.J. Watson were hitting threes. I mean, we just could not miss. One thing happened that day that never happened before or after. The Lady Vols had a 1 p.m. practice scheduled in Thompson Bowling Arena. And we're in there, and the managers are kind of watching that game in the first half like, what is going on? And then the coaches come in, and they're doing their little pre-practice meeting, and they walk out, and they see the game, and they delayed the start of practice for an hour so we could finish watching it. Never happens. Pat Head Summit she delayed was, practice to she, watch the men's team? She's, she was she, she enjoys she a good, She enjoyed Bruce. a good basketball. And she was, I think we all were that day, blown away at how they went down there and played. We had never seen Tennessee play basketball. At least nobody that, you know, I guess some people like Phil and some of the older people could remember back to the Mears years, but it had been a long time since we saw a Tennessee team go toe-to-toe and, well, and look the part. It was also, because remember, Pearl's big thing his first two years was he took Dane Bradshaw, who was a four-star point guard coming out of White Station in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And but had not really lived up to the billing, and it's like, man, I, I just don't know if he's athletic enough to guard opposing SEC point guards. And Pearl comes in and says, "All right, we're going to play you at the four. And he was like, "You're going to take this point guard and, and play him the power forwards?" But like, I thought he was crazy. What is this guy smoking? <laughs> and we're going down there to play Texas. You remember who their power forward was that year? It's a guy named Marcus Aldridge played about twenty oh, years gosh, in the NBA. That's right, it wow. was Aldridge, and 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 it's like, oh my god, like this dude just and like Bradshaw wouldn't even let him get the ball, yeah, because he's fronting him in the post and just would not let uh, them get the ball inside to him. And it was like, oh, maybe this Pearl dude's crazy like a fox. He was. I remember in that. I think he did it about two or three times. Jawan Smith took about two dribbles across half court, and just pulls. Yeah, and we we just weren't used to that type of play. Uh, and people and he's will, burying them. Well, people will point to the game the the second game in Knoxville mm-hmm. as the better game or what. And and the Lofton shot was sure. a you know iconic moment and all that stuff and and beating Kevin Durant in overtime and 
hey, man, that's all great. But that first win, that first year, beating Texas in Austin, kind of put Tennessee basketball on the map. Yeah. I mean, wins like that the rest of the season are what got you the two seed. That, the win over Florida uh, here, the win over Florida down there, I think they were – I think they were number two when you beat them here, and they were in the top five, if I'm not mistaken, when you went and beat them down there. C.J. Watson knocks out Joe Kim Noah's tooth. That was a good one. C.J. Watson, DDS. Well, he jacked his he, – he, he jacked him. I know. I Was it dirty? Maybe, but it was in a basketball move, but I that's probably the happiest I've ever Florida been was watching. S-A-W-F-T back then. They were soft when they played us. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, that team went back-to-back titles, but yeah, uh, we, just, look, we just we just out toughed them. Yeah, I mean, you look we're at just that gritty. collection of gritty. They were just absolute. I mean, they had some goons that we had. When I mean, C.J. Watson broke his, I mean, he busted his chicklets out of his mouth on yep, national TV. Yep. And C.J. did not look uh, like he felt bad at all about it. No. You think he called him and said sorry? That's a negative. Didn't they end up playing together on the Bulls? I yeah, I believe so. so. Yeah. I wonder if that was kind of awkward at first. Tennessee baseball today at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in about an hour. High Point is in town to take on our beloved volunteers. That is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Private school. Vols will be rocking the pinstripes today. The starting lineup is out. You want to roll through this? Yeah. Who do you think's hitting leadoff today? Better be Simo. It is I, Christian Moore. I haven't seen it. Okay, good. Good. Simo, Burke, Amick, Tears playing right today. Villeneuve hitting fifth as the DH. Dryling hitting sixth back in left. Peoples hitting seventh and catching. Ensley back in the lineup in center hitting eighth. And at shortstop in the nine hole, Alex Perry. It's the old <laughs> Dean Curley took a ball off the dome. I bet he's can How'd you do that? I got nah. so excited. <laughs> his boy Curly. I'm so worried about my boy. My I'm beautiful sure. baby boy. He got, he got his sure eggs scrambled. I know. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for precaution. I just got excited because Russ gave a, me the. <gasps> that's such a horrible sound. I think we're getting close. I think we're starting to hone in on the lineup. Well, yeah, but who's who's playing? If, if Curly doesn't get beamed the other day, he's in the lineup. Who's not? I think so, yeah. Well, Alex Perry. Alex Perry. I, I, I think we're starting to hone in on it. And Tony said yesterday on the show, go back and check it out on the podcast, Vitello in hour number three, he'd like to have the lineup kind of dialed in by the time you go to Alabama, which I believe is in two weeks or so, for your first SEC series of the season. But, I mean, I think we're starting to dial in, right? I, I mean, I think Simo is obviously in the lineup. I don't know if he hits – uh, lead off. I would hit him there. Uh, Burke seems to be sorting himself out. Amick is obviously locked down third. Tears is locked down a spot somewhere, probably right field. Villeneuve is, I mean, you're going to have a hard time keeping that guy out of the lineup. Yeah. Dryling, I think we're all super high on. Peebles is, is your catcher. Ensley, can he, can he hold on there? Can he hold on center field? Hunter Ensley's got to get some hits. He's got to hit the ball. He's really good in the field. Because we've seen that Tears can handle center. I think Dryling can handle center. Villeneuve can play in in the field. So, like, you've got options. 
Hensley's six of twenty six at the plate this year. It's uh, two thirty one. Oof. How many walks does he have? Let's see here. Sorry, it's a different stat on the other side of the page. Uh, two. Really messed Tucker. How many strikeouts do you have? Take your time. Seven? Yeah. That's not, that's not exactly. Tied for the team lead with uh, four others. Who else is in that list? Uh, Dryling, seven. Burke, seven. Amick seven, but you'll give that up a little bit for Amick because he also has three home runs and is he's batting two eighty one, but he's also hit for more power than anyone else. Billy Barrels. I don't even know how do you guys like Billy Barrels? Who came up with that one? The team, I yeah, guess. Yeah, team calls him that. I like it. It seems a little more adultish than Billy Bats. Billy Bats, I just keep thinking of uh you know, the guy in the back of the Chevy getting shot and stabbed on Goodfellas. Yeah. Garrett Crochet made his spring training debut with the White Sox today in their game against the Dodgers. He had a perfect inning, touched 99 on the radar gun, uh, set down in order. This is who he faced in his inning today. Mookie Betts. Okay. Shohei Otani. And Freddie Freeman. Set him down in order, including a strikeout of Otani. That's pretty solid. Good, good start to the season. Yeah, that's good. I'd say. Uh, that's you know, it's spring training, but just uh, getting the arm warmed up. That's a pretty <laughs> good loose, way to do it. Uh, yeah. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. Five four six eighty two hundred. If you want to chime in, lines available right now. Back with more right after this. The drive. Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Baird, Houston, back with you. Uh, wishing Tucker Harlan a speedy recovery. Per, uh, I hear uh, Thursday is his estimated return time. Return day. Don't think he, little fella got pretty sick. I haven't heard from him. Is, is he doing all right? Yeah, he said he's feeling better. Little fellow. <laughs> little fella? <laughs> I love how Bear establishes these the Gill- Skipper and Gilligan relationships with all the young people who come through here. Little buddy. Little hey buddy. There, little feller. Little fella. Oh, I, yeah, he looks like he has moved his uh, isolation back to Thursday. Huh. Initially, it was going to be Wednesday. I mean, I could probably – it doesn't bother me if he come, if he could have come back today. I ain't I'm getting like, it again for I'm a like while. He's, he's kind of milking it, huh? I don't know. I'm milking it. Yeah, you really <laughs> – He's milking. He's got those udders in his hands. Jordan Moore says, "My quick math has Rick Barnes six and ten versus Bruce Pearl all time." Yikes! I'm telling you, it goes back to the it's it's Barnes, this the love triangle between Calipari, Barnes, and Pearl. It's really odd. Six and ten. Barnes has Calipari's number. Calipari has Pearl's number, and Pearl has Barnes's number. Ah. Yeah, it is a weird little anti-transitive property thing going on but between is, those three. Like, Calipari, he, what, he put the mojo on, on Bruce. I don't know what it is. or what, what, he, Bruce did have a couple of wins against him. Calipari just had some really good teams. Like when he first yeah. got to, to Kentucky, and I remember the, the team 
that team with Wall and Cousins that we beat here in Knoxville, like that, that was a big win for him. Uh, Bruce had a couple of wins over Cal when Cal was at Memphis. Yeah, but Bruce never had the the level of success over Calipari and specifically Kentucky that Barnes has had. I, I feel like Pearl Pearl has more success against Barnes than anybody in this. Yeah, that equation. Yeah, that's how it. It but works I mean, and Barnes gets the best of Calipari usually. If it's six and ten, if if that's the record in a win tomorrow brings it to seven and ten, then we're we're getting close. You know, Barnes is tracking down Cal on the all time wins list. What's he's he, on, he's only nine he, behind. I think so. Yeah, I noticed that. I don't know who. I I don't know when they each got started at what point in their career or how many seasons, but I mean, it's probably not, pretty close to around the same. It's time. It's not that crazy to think that Barnes, you know. Barnes gonna end up passing him. Well, and think about you know Barnes has been at at Texas and Tennessee are harder jobs than Memphis and Kentucky. Like Memphis, what league was 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 Memphis in when he was? Was that Conference USA? Yeah, yeah. that's he, a good he point. He was just running roughshod through that. I mean, that's yeah. like twenty automatic wins a year. Yeah. for Cal. I'm not gonna say it's an easy job, but it's if you have a team. It's yeah, it's have... it's a lot of wins that stack up for you, because you're not going against. Obviously, the Big Twelve has been really good. The SEC is much better now, frankly, than it was even when Bruce was here. This league has made a drastic well, the turnaround. Whole, yeah, I'd love to be able to rub that in the coal miners' faces. Your boy doesn't have as many wins as old Ricky from Hickory. Well, I mean, what's the matter? You guys don't take basketball seriously up there anymore? It's not impossible that he could pass him by the end of this season. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. Kentucky first-round exit in the tournament again. Barnes makes a run to the Final Four. Maybe you beat Kentucky, or maybe they maybe they first-round exit in the SEC tournament. What they the never uh, made a run at him? Who? Kentucky. Make a run at Pearl? No. At Barnes over the Barnes. years, whenever they had all these coaching, eh, I don't know, man. I mean, he had Barnes wasn't Texas. the uh, Barnes is not a sexy name, you know. He, he's never won a national championship. He's only been to the one Final Four. He's kind of close to the vest and everything. Kentucky wants flash. They, they do. That's why they all want Nate Oates so bad. They want the coach who doesn't care about anything who wants to wear his flashy jackets. Talk they, they smack could, they, and win a bunch of games. They, they could care less that that guy's just a complete miserable uh, POS. There, I said it. Yeah, I did. And I meant it, Russ. Talking about Oates? Yeah. I agree completely. Auburn's Jalen Williams will travel to Knoxville. He is questionable for tomorrow's game against Tennessee, according to John Rothstein of CBS. Rothstein. Normally I'd say don't play him, but – this is a big swing game for the SEC championship. So, if he can get some minutes from him, I could see Pearl throwing him out there. Got hurt on the seventeenth, ten days ago. I don't know. Would you? I mean, we're all, it's getting it's getting close to. I I would think he would rather have him for postseason. Yeah, he's not going to do anything to risk that because they are definitely not as good without. I mean, he's averaging what thirteen a game and something like thirteen and eight. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's a big. They're 13 points, 4.7 rebounds per game for Jalen Williams. 
from Auburn. That would be, if he's 100%, that would be a big boost for them. Let's talk to Rusty. Good afternoon, Rusty. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Hey, Russ. Can you hear me or do I need to get off the, the car audio? You sound good. Go ahead. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I just we, – we were talking about this last night on our, our spaces that we do. Uh, is, uh, is Rick Barnes – I know Billy Donovan's the best coach of all time at a football – Best basketball coach had the best basketball coach of all time um, at a football school. What he did at Florida, which was a football school first, is the best of any coach ever by far. Then is Rick Barnes the next best, and is Rick Barnes by far the guy who's been the best football coach at multiple football schools? Ooh. I mean, he's, he's Clemson's all-time best coach. He's Texas's all-time best coach, and he's probably Tennessee's all-time best coach right now. Is he the best? And 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 and, be, and to be that close to Cal's wins, when Cal's only been at basketball schools, UMass, Memphis, and Kentucky. I can't imagine there's a, a better football school basketball coach than Rick Barnes. Nothing is jumping out that would even. It, it's Donovan, right? It's it's just Billy Donovan. That's that's the only one. Uh, I don't. I I don't know. And I, you'd have to look at. Um, I mean, you probably have to go. Over the years. I was going to say you'd have to go kind of back and double check. But to do it at Texas and Tennessee, the way Rick Barnes has done it, and maybe Russ, to your point, like you know, you, Kentucky wants flash, and maybe that's what makes Rick Barnes so good at being a basketball coach at a football school. Is he's not attention, 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 me, 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 me. He just wants to go in, work hard. They've got the resources. I don't need to be something I'm not. Well, I was thinking, you if know, you, I wonder if, if, you, if you're a if basketball you coach and you come up wanting to coach in that sport and everything, there, there's probably something alluring. And Barnes basically said as much when discussing the UCLA job about coaching at a quote-unquote basketball school. Sure, yeah. But I would also imagine that yeah, there's something alluring to coaching at a football school. I was reading a, a thing about the Ohio State job. Yeah. And they were talking about Nate Oates being a candidate there and how, hey – you know, they've got the facilities, they've got the talent pool, they've got the money invested in it and everything, and there's not as much pressure because you're you're at a football right. school. They're all football crazy, and you can kind of fly under the radar. That's what's getting Cal right now. Like, those people are just ate up with basketball, and, yeah, he's doing pretty good, but pretty good doesn't cut it up there right. because they don't care about football. It's all basketball. Right. I was thinking maybe Steve Fisher at Michigan taking the Fab Five to back-to-back Final Fours, but all you know they cheated like hell for that to happen. So I don't know if you can put Fisher in that category. Uh, the uh, you're, you're right though. I've made the argument that the barnstormers are kind of out there in left field on the barns thing in the UCLA job. You can set any coach in America down like you were just saying, and if you tell them you get. $9 million a year to be the basketball coach at Tennessee, or you get $9 million a year to be the basketball coach at North Carolina, or UCLA, or Duke, or Kansas, or Kentucky, they're all going to take one of those jobs over Tennessee. Now, if you tell that if you tell a football coach the same thing in reverse, they're all going to take Tennessee over any of those basketball jobs. So, of course, a Rick Barnes is going to listen to a UCLA, or a Nate Oates is going – if Nate Oates has the choice – between Indiana and Ohio State, 
this offseason, I bet you Indiana's the job. I would stay at Alabama. I mean, like I, I don't know, man. Indiana seems almost like a lost cause at this point. It's a dead end. Kind of like Nebraska it's, football. It's, it's, it's going to take it's a. It, it's 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 going to take an absolute miracle to. I mean, they've tried everything up there. Nados would win like a maniac at Indiana or UCLA or Kentucky. I hate the dude, but he would win big at any one of those perennial basketball programs that have had a minor dip. That's not a, we're not talking about a minor dip with with Indiana basketball, are we, guys? See, if if I'm Oates and without knowing the particulars of his situation, like unless he's just sideways with the AD, yeah. or they they won't invest, won't give him a raise or something. He's in a good spot. As much as I hate to admit it, like, they were the number one overall seed last year. He's shown that he can recruit, he can win there. There's nothing that he can do at Indiana or Kentucky or anywhere else that he can't do where he's at right now. Probably make more money. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet both of those jobs will pay a basketball coach more. Or treat, pay, pay you the same, and they build statues at those schools for basketball coaches. Yeah, well, it just depends they, on your they, ego, right? It's like how much money do you right. do you want, and how serious about it is Alabama is, is the other side of that. Will, will, will Nate Oates ever – if both win equally, will Nate Oates ever be bigger than Kalen DeBoer? No. No. There you go. That's that's what that's why a guy like Nate Oates would, would rather be at a basketball school over a football school. Well, I mean, I, again, I guess it just depends on your ego. If, if it's me and job security and stuff like that, you know, right. I don't want the spotlight and the, that, that pressure. I, I just feel – Again, I hate to admit it. I mean, we're talking about Alabama here, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's a, in a good spot. He's in a good spot. I'm not totally convinced that he could win big at Indiana. I mean, I, I've just they've been down for so long now that I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if he could. UCLA's in a bad spot. I think know. he'd do well wherever. Yeah, but I wouldn't go, man, unless you're just. Terribly unhappy. Thank you, Rusty. Appreciate the phone call. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board here. Uh, looking ahead towards hour number two. I guess I'm going to do the top four again. It's just, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Tucker can't call in from the sick bed and pitch in a little bit. I mean, you you called in when you were just he saying. did. Bear did. Just saying. I've missed. Uh, I've only in almost eight years. I've only missed. I think four days for illness. pretty good isn't it Houston it's a good streak yeah it's not like I wasn't sick I'm the Iron Man of fan run radio you just came in and spread it around your co-workers I wasn't talking about the Rona yeah 16th ranked Kentucky at Mississippi State tonight 7 p.m. on ESPN both teams are 19 and 8 not that. Kentucky I mean, and Mississippi not, State have the same bad, record. not that bad, but it doesn't sound good. No. I wonder what uh, Mississippi State's resume looks like compared to – Probably not as good. I mean, Kentucky, they had the player, they had the one-and-dones and the flash and everything, and those people just expected more. I mean, can you imagine the meltdown on Rupp's rafters about 9 p.m. tonight if they go down there and take a dump at the hump? I'm done until Cal is gone. I ain't watching it no more, Russ. I took all my Kentucky gear out to the fire pit and burned it. 
I am done. D-U-N, done. Quick timeout. Hour number two of the drive commences when we continue. More of your phone calls as well. So uh, wall-to-wall y'all edition of the show today here on Fan Run Radio. Back with more right after this.